slightly used auction website. Great condition, free shipping. Once upon a time, 1995, in a far-off land, San Jose, there was a man named Pierre who wanted to sell some Pez dispensers. Pierre didn't know anyone who wanted his Pez dispensers, though, so Pierre used his mystical powers, he was a computer programmer, to create a magical place, it was a website, for Pez dispenser enthusiasts to get in touch with each other. And he called that magical place eBay. This place, this eBay, connected people, mostly shut-ins, allowing them to find whatever their heart desired, mostly useless crap, and have it magically appear on their doorstep with the press of a button and the swipe of a credit card. Years passed, eBay thrived, until one day when an evil sorcerer, a journalist, uncovered Pierre's dark secret. Pierre's Pez dispenser story was full of shit. No, seriously, guys, eBay's Pez Dispenser origin story is a lie. Fucking eBay. Did you know this? I didn't know this. eBay's whole Pierre Omidar started eBay so he could sell his wife's Pez Dispenser collection story is something eBay's PR department came up with to make eBay seem more friendly and quirky. Ugh. I used to love eBay. I joined in 1999 and bought and sold hundreds of... things... Honestly, I just bought a lot of video games. I bought some other stuff, though. About 50 pounds worth of back issues of Wired in 2007, a paperback copy of Quick Change in 2006. Oh, right, in a 1992 Buick Century in 2004. Can't forget that. Indeed, eBay served me well for many years. For a small fee, you could sell your stuff to anyone in the world. One man's trash was another man's trash, which was no longer in your house, freeing up space for some newer trash. But as time went on, as the dot-com bubble burst and eBay's user base broadened, Pierre's Pez Emporium, Pez Optional, lost its magic. The easiest way to see eBay losing its way is by looking at the companies it acquired over the years. You can draw a pretty straight line from sane to insane. Early on, eBay bought PayPal. That seemed reasonable enough. People buy and sell things online with eBay. PayPal enables people to send and receive money online. Perfect fit. The name could use some work, because what kind of pal keeps 3% whenever you lend him money, but still, pretty good. A couple years later, eBay bought a 25% stake in Craigslist. Hmm... Interesting. People buy and sell things online with eBay. People buy and sell things online with Craigslist. Not so perfect fit. I could understand a complete buyout of Craigslist, but buying part of your competition while you continue to let them drain life out of you seems a bit strange. Stranger still, a few years after investing in Craigslist, eBay sued Craigslist, who proceeded to sue eBay back. I don't even know how that works. I'm sure the lawyers had a field day, though. Finally, in 2005, eBay bought Skype. This made no sense. People buy and sell things online with eBay. Skype enables people to talk to each other online? Hmm, not seeing the synergy there, guys. Well, at least it was a cheap acquisition, right? Wait, what? I'm, I'm sorry, I could have sworn you said billion. You did? 3.1 billion dollars? eBay, are you feeling okay? Here, take two Pez and call me in the morning. While all these acquisitions were happening, eBay was simultaneously exploding and imploding. Sales numbers were soaring, millions of users were signing up. Things were going great. 
But as Uncle Ben always said, with great user growth and increased shareholder value comes great douchebaggery. For years I had no trouble selling stuff on eBay, but there's nothing on the internet that can't be ruined by a bunch of guys in Eastern Europe bidding on your auctions with no intentions of ever paying you. That one isn't one of Uncle Ben's sayings, but I'm sure he'd agree. The rise of the eBay scammer was inevitable, really, at least given eBay's priorities. They prioritized growing their user base over maintaining the quality of their user base. I'm not saying all scammers are from Eastern Europe, but I am saying all scammers have at least vacationed there at some point. Previously, I've described Craigslist as a means of enabling communication. If Craigslist is about enabling communication, eBay is about establishing trust. They're a neutral third party overseeing transactions. Here's the thing, though. eBay isn't neutral. They're in the business of making money, and when a transaction goes sour, eBay needs to choose a side, and they're usually going to choose the side that is going to lose them the least money, regardless of who's right or wrong. Unless one side offers pie. eBay loves pie. I've been on both the winning and the losing side of the eBay coin, and neither side is very much fun. This is why I prefer Craigslist. It's a little more choose-your-own-adventure, sure, but I'll establish my own trust, thanks. So can eBay be saved? Should eBay put itself on eBay? Well, first off, eBay doesn't need saving. eBay is doing just fine. I don't like it, but millions of people do. Good for those guys. Can eBay bring people like me back into the fold, though? If they wanted to, sure. But they don't want people like me anymore. I was an eBayer when it was just nerdy dudes buying video games and back issues of Wired, and Buicks, and not Pez dispensers. eBay moved on, and so have I. It does not have to be all things to all people. It's like Uncle Ben always said. Peter, eBay isn't magical. It's a website full of scam artists and shut-ins from Nebraska. If you don't want to get scammed, don't offer shipping to the Ukraine. Also, please avenge my death. Wise words, Uncle Ben. Wise words.